Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Punky Power, an unofficial Punky Brewster podcast. Well, today, in honor of Thanksgiving, I've decided to cover a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. This 30-minute peanut short aired on November 20th, 1973. Here's a synopsis. Peppermint Patty invites herself and her friends over to Charlie Brown's for Thanksgiving with Linus, Snoopy, and Woodstock. He attempts to throw together a Thanksgiving dinner. This peanut short actually does have a 7.7 out of 10 rating based on 7,946 ratings on IMDb. It was directed by Bill Melendez and Phil Roman. Writers Charles M. Schultz, written and created, he wrote and created the Peanuts characters. Jerry J-U-H-L, the story. Emily Pearl Kingsley, story. Jeff Moss, Norman Stiles, John Stone, and Ray Shippard, who also helped with the story. Here's a little bit of trivia. Vince I'm going to mispronounce his name. Vince Garaldi composed the music as well as did the vocals for the song Little Birdie. Peppermint Patty and Marcy are voiced by male actors. Well, I kind of figured definitely Peppermint Patty definitely does sound like a male. Lucy appears only at the beginning of the film when she is playing football with Charlie Brown. She never appears for the rest of the movie. The only other Thanksgiving-related special in Peanuts media is This is America, Charlie Brown, about the Pilgrim's voyage to Plymouth with all characters portraying the Pilgrims themselves. Snoopy's fight with the folding chair, folding lounge chair, lounge chair, excuse me, appears to have been inspired by W.C. Field's similar struggle with the chair in 1934's It's a Gift. All right, I didn't know that. This is the first of only a few times Peppermint Patty calls Charlie Brown exactly that, and not Chuck, as she usually does. This was when she came back outside to inform the rest of the gang they were all invited to his grandmother's house for Thanksgiving dinner. Number of times Charlie Brown is referred to as Chuck. 26. Oh my goodness. And that is a lot considering that this short is only like 30 minutes long. Here's a spoiler. But then again, guys, come on. We've all seen a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. It's an annual thing here at the Bowen House. We always watch this along with the It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and a Charlie Brown Christmas, which I will be reviewing for this podcast in December. Here's a spoiler. Lee Mendelson always objected to the ending where Snoopy serves Woodchuck, Woodstock, I almost called him Woodchuck, <laughs> Woodstock a piece of turkey because it made him seem like a cannibal. But it was kept in at the suggestion of uh, uh, Charles M. Schultz and Bill Melendez. Well, yeah. Here's some goofs. During the Thanksgiving dinner scene, Peppermint Patty's plate of food disappears and reappears after Snoopy serves her. As Franklin sits alone on the opposite side of the table from which Snoopy serves quote-unquote dinner, empty chairs adjacent to him disappear and reappear. During the scene in Charlie Brown's living room, the phone from which Charlie Brown calls his grandmother does not appear until he starts dialing. Really? The Sundays on the table during dinner disappear and reappear between shots. 
right after Snoopy uncovers Woodstock from under one of the napkins when setting the table for the fake Thanksgiving dinner, he is holding the napkin that Woodstock was hiding under. As he jumps down in the next shot, the napkin is gone. While Snoopy, Linus, and Charlie Brown are cooking the fake Thanksgiving meal, two bowls of pretzels are shown. They're the folded type. Later during the meal, they change to pretzel sticks. During the fake Thanksgiving dinner, Snoopy puts two slices of toast on everybody's plate, including Franklin's. When Snoopy tosses Franklin his plate, there's only one slice of toast on it. All right. Near the end, the grandfather clock is shown by the front door. Its pendulum appears to appears stuck to the right in one shot, but in the very next shot, after the clock strikes four, it has jumped to the left. The plates Snoopy set out when he initially set up the ping pong table disappear in front of all the guests except the first person he tosses a plate to when serving everyone. In scenes of the table set up with chairs around it before the guests arrive, the white and pink striped lawn chair, the same one Snoopy tussled with earlier, disappears and reappears between shots. Soon after setting the table for the fake Thanksgiving dinner, Snoopy takes off his chef's hat, puts it back in his trunk. When he and Woodstock return to Charlie Brown's house, they are led back to the kitchen, and we see another chef's hat that Charlie Brown suggests that Snoopy would serve dinner with. All right. As Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and Linus are cooking the fake Thanksgiving dinner, we see a lot of this fake Thanksgiving dinner. We see a skillet on the back right burner as Snoopy spreads the butter on the toast constantly as it piles. In the next shot, the skillet has jumped to the front right burner. As Peppermint Patty is complaining about the Thanksgiving dinner prepared by Snoopy, she fails to mention stuffing. When Charlie Brown states that Thanksgiving is upon them, Sally shouts that she hasn't finished eating all her Halloween candy. Oh yeah, I got this one. Listen to this. She never had Halloween candy during the events of It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. However, It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown took place in 1966, and clearly Sally would have gone trick-or-treating in any ensuing years afterwards. Well, yeah, exactly. So if this one, The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, took place in 1966, and this one took place in, like, 1973, there's plenty of... But then again, if you think about it, that's, like seven years and these kids are still the same age but whatever all right guys what do you say we just jump right into this fun and adorable charlie brown thanksgiving all right so we begin on a cloudy day looks like the trees are kind of bare don't have a lot of leaves on them we have Lucy, who's pretty much just here for the beginning to hold the football that she's going to taunt Charlie Brown with. Like, hey, Charlie Brown, come on, I'll hold the football, you can kick it, you know how this goes. And he does know how this goes, he's like, I'm not doing that. Every time I do, you yank it away right as I go to kick it, and then I wind up flying through the air and falling on my back. Yeah, we're not doing that. And before... Lucy comes over holding the football, like, waiting for him to, you know, kick it. And he's just thinking to himself, Charlie is, it's like, she must think I'm so stupid. She's like, we do this every time. Every time. She just goes and plants the football, holds it at the top, like, all right, come on, Charlie Brown, you know how this works. And you can just basically see him just rolling his eyes to the heavens, like, 
Yeah. He's gonna call her up. Like, hold it. Uh huh. Yeah, right. You're gonna pull it out. You're gonna pull it away, and I'll land flat on my back and kill myself. In other words, not kill himself, but he's gonna have a messed up back for the rest of his life. Lucy's like, but Charlie Brown, it's Thanksgiving. And he looks at her like, yeah, and? What's that got to do with anything? What, because it's Thanksgiving, you, you're not gonna, like, pull the football away when I go to kick it? Yeah, I don't think so. She brings up the whole fact about football being a Thanksgiving tradition. And how it's the, the most important tradition of all is the kicking of the football. Ay, 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 ay. Apparently that's all it takes to change Charlie Brown's mind. Like, oh, really? Is that so, huh? It's a big tradition? So in order to kick off Thanksgiving officially, you have to kick this football? Like, ay, ay, ay. So as he's walking away, he's kind of psyching himself up, saying, well, if it's that important, a person should never turn down a big honor. Like, buddy, buddy, you're falling for it again. And the last time in the in the Halloween one, it was all about, oh, see, I have this document. Document. It's a signed document. He's like, wow, it's a signed document saying that she won't pull the football away. And then, of course, she does pull the football away. He lands on his back. And Lucy mentions, oh, about that signed document. Funny thing. It was never notarized. Like, oh, Charlie Brown. He does two full somersaults in the air before he lands on his back. If you guys have ever, like, fallen and landed on your back, like, really hard. I mean, it, like, knocks, the term knocks the wind out of you is kind of like what happened to Charlie Brown. Because he hits that ground and it's just, you see these little clouds of, yeah, basically knocking the wind out of you. It hurts. Of course, he's just laying there like, ugh, fell for it again, didn't I? Lucy comes over and says, isn't it peculiar, Charlie Brown, how some traditions just f slowly fade away? <sighs> I, f I can't remember if she pulls the same trick in the Christmas one. She might. Then we get the title card, a Charlie Brown. So a Charlie Brown is in red font. And then we have Thanksgiving in, like, Thanksgiving brown font, but that's in cursive, where a Charlie Brown in red font is actually in print. If you guys hear any wind, it's, like, really windy out right now. It's, like, 9.59 at night. And I moved down to what I call Quinn's room. This is where her litter box and, and food are and everything like that. And it's just because it's actually warmer. This is one of the warmest rooms in the house. I'm not kidding. So we also see written in, you know, by uh, Charles M. Schultz, who Charlie Brown is named after. Now we see Snoopy digging around in the mailbox, because the mailbox is big enough to fit his big head in there. And he pulls out a stack of envelopes, which is probably looks like a bunch of bills. <laughs> Sally comes up to Charlie Brown, who's just downtrodden, just looking at the ground. She's like, what's wrong, brother? What's wrong, big brother? He's like, oh, nothing. I was just checking the mailbox. Let me guess. Another envelope to a party he was not invited to. Wow, these two kids are very deep. And Sally just kind of mocks him, like, what did you expect, a turkey card? And he just, he's like clenching his fist. <laughs> no, the holidays always depress me, sister. These kids, they're like, 
six and eight years old and they're so deep and downtrodden by society even in 1973 they have big real world thoughts Sally's like oh I feel you big brother see I went down to buy a turkey tree I'm like uh excuse me what Sally you went down to buy a turkey tree never heard of it she says and all they have are things for Christmas they really do not you go into a store after Halloween you're not gonna see a lot of things like Thanksgiving base. You're gonna see paper plates, napkins, and stuff that say "Give thanks" or "Be thankful," and like uh, pictures of like fruits in a cornucopia and stuff like that that represent Thanksgiving. But it almost feels like, even though we do identify Thanksgiving as a holiday. It's almost like as soon as Halloween's over, boom, it's like we skip, we celebrate Thanksgiving, but we kind of skip over that and jump right into Christmas trees and, and stockings and, and decorations and stuff like that. There really are not that many decorations when it comes to Thanksgiving. Charlie Brown's like, for Christmas, really, already? Like, buddy, you've been on the earth like 10 years. Seriously? You've been to stores. You you know how it works. Anyone who works in retail probably knows once uh, October hits and you got the Halloween candy, before October's even o over, they're already putting, getting the Christmas candy stuff coming through to be set up. So Sally and Charlie Brown are just walking down the sidewalk and she's kind of figuring like why should I give thanks on Thanksgiving? I mean what do I have to be thankful for? It just makes more work for us at school. Really? I've not been in elementary school for many many years. At least 30 of them. No, I don't remember there being a whole lot of work. I remember probably activities. You know the, the handprint turkey? Stuff like that. Maybe, I don't remember putting on a Thanksgiving play or anything, or I remember, I think I made a pilgrim hat, like, in first or second grade around Thanksgiving time. Apparently, and Sally looks like she's, like, sick. She's like, we gotta write an essay on Stanley Miles. And Charlie Cor Brown corrects her, like, oh, you mean Miles Standish. And I'm like, uh, I don't know who that is. A quick history lesson on Miles Standish. Let's see, here's a Britannica biography miles which is spelled m-y-l-e-s standish born 1584 lancashire england died on october 3rd 1656 duxbury massachusetts british american colonist and military leader of the Plymouth Colony. As a young man, Standish fought in the Netherlands, where he probably met, or oh, says where he probably met, the English religious exiles who later became known as the Pilgrims. That is a very short and sweet description. So Miles, which here is spelled M-Y-L-E-S, also spelled M-I-L-E-S. Alright. There's a picture of what he may or may not look like. He kind of looks like William Shakespeare. He's got that Elizabethan collar. This has clearly got to be the guy because there's more from Wikipedia that's got him with the, the hair and then the beard. 
and everything like that. Oh, he had a son named Jos Josiah Standish. So Linus comes up with his security blanket, his blue blanket that he's famous for. And he's like, hey, what's all the commotion? Charlie Brown answers for him and Sally says, look, I've got another holiday to worry about. And the look that Sally gives Linus with the furrowed brow and just the angry face, the narrowed eyes as he's like sucking on his thumb because that's what Linus does as he contemplates things. I think that Linus and Sally have got to be, if they're not the same age, then she's got to be maybe a year younger, maybe a couple years younger, because maybe Linus and Charlie Brown might be the same age. Oh, well, wait, no, because Lucy Charlie, and Charlie Brown are the same age. Then Linus has got to be at least, he's got to be maybe a year older than Sally. So Sally's got to be the youngest. Charlie Brown says, seems that Thanksgiving Day is upon us. And Sally screams, I haven't even finished eating all my Halloween candy. Well, you know what? You had a, almost a month to do it. Throw it out, put, or put it in a Ziploc bag, put it in the cupboard. I mean, that candy's probably going to be good for like a year, six months tops. I mean, if you're still eating Halloween candy by the time the next Halloween rolls around, you should have thrown that out a while ago. Besides, think about it. You have Christmas candy to eat. I'd say eat your Halloween candy between Halloween and Thanksgiving and then chuck it. So Linus is going to give Sally a little history lesson about how important Thanksgiving is. And the U.S. was the first country in the world to make it a national holiday to give thanks. Of course now Sally's like, oh, Charlie Brown, isn't Linus the cutest ever? We're going to get married one day. He doesn't know. He doesn't know, but it's going to happen. And Linus, of course, with an earshot, he's just rolling his eyes like, uh, no, we're not going to do that. So she's flirting heavily with, with Linus saying, hey, why don't you come along with us? We can hold hands under the table. And Linus is face gets so beat red he just throws his blue blanket over his face wow gross because he's he's young he's not into girls yet that's not his shtick now we get to charlie brown's house he's sitting on like a blue cushion staring at the tv probably watching the macy's day parade so the phone rings turns out it's peppermint patty charlie brown has a white telephone and peppermint patty has a red telephone this Peppermint Patty, I tell ya, she is, uh, she's something else, alright? <laughs> she is very persistent in what she wants, and what she wants is Charlie Brown. And she's like, hey, how's it going, Chuck? And I noticed that she's wearing flip-flops. Are they in Florida or California, somewhere where you can wear flip-flops in November? I mean, granted, she's indoors, but still. She's like, hey, do you miss me, Chuck? And he's like, well, I, uh, and she's like, oh, that's okay, Chuck. You don't have to tell me. I know you do. She's like, oh, I know you can't talk because someone's probably listening. So we'll keep these intimate <laughs> things to ourselves, okay, Chuck? He's like, uh, uh the whole pull the collar out, like, uh, honey, you're just me. <laughs> Apparently, um, Peppermint Patty's father's been called out of town. 
on Thanksgiving Day. So he said, oh, yeah, sure, you can go out to Charlie Brown's house. That's absolutely fine. Like, So I'm guessing that she does not have a mother or grandparents or aunt and uncles. It's just her and her dad, which whatever. I mean, it is what it, what it is. So it's like, yeah, I got to go out of town. I'll leave you here. You can just go over to someone's house if they're celebrating Thanksgiving. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I know Charlie Brown. I know his family. It's a small town they live in, I'm sure. But he can't. This guy. Poor Charlie Brown cannot get a word in edgewise when it comes to Peppermint Patty. She's talking over him and just, just, just like, she's like, oh, I don't mind him. See, I got the subtitles on. She's like, I don't mind inviting myself over because I know you kind of like me, Chuck. So this is where the amount of Chucks come in. There's 26 and she's already said his name at least maybe four or five times in the course of two minutes. Oh, Charlie Brown say, well, I, uh, well, I, uh, and she just keeps cutting him off. He finally hangs up the phone. Loose, uh, Sally comes in. It's like, what's up, big brother? He's like, oh, good grief. <sighs> Peppermint Patty's invited herself over to our house for Thanksgiving. We're not even going to be here. I'd be like, don't let her come home, come over to an empty house. I mean, I tried to tell her she, she kept cutting me off. She wouldn't let me explain. Hey. Yeah, he, he tells Sally, like, Peppermint Patty's coming over for Thanksgiving dinner. And she's the one that said, we won't even be home. Like, yeah, I know. I tried to tell her that, but she wouldn't listen. <laughs> she's persistent, this girl. So the phone rings again. It's Peppermint Patty. Like, less than two minutes after he got off the phone with her, she's calling him up again. She's like, hey, remember that great person, Marcy? Well, I just talked to her, and she kind of would like to see you again. Clearly, Peppermint Patty can't go over to Charlie Brown's house without needing, like, a wingman or somebody to, you know, help take the pressure off. Because uh, she's like, it's a date, Charlie Brown, or Chuck. Like, it's not a date. Why are you inviting people over to my house? Whatever here. <laughs> apparently, Marcy's folks say it's cool if she goes over to Charlie Brown's house. The, the parents don't want their kids with them on Thanksgiving. They want to have their own adult Thanksgiving, I guess. Peppermint Patty at least asks, like, oh, this won't be a problem for your folks, will it? And he's trying to say, well, I mean, actually the problem is, she's like, oh, we won't make any problems. It's like, no, you're not listening. Peppermint Patty is like, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of the dishes and just save me a drumstick in the neck, okay? The neck. So Charlie Brown is really kicking himself, like, oh, how do I get into these things? Because she's bringing Marcy also. And, of course, Sally's like, well, it's your own fault. I mean, you're pretty wishy-washy. You don't know how to stand your ground and tell someone no. Let people walk all over to you, Charlie Brown. So apparently Franklin's over at Peppermint Patty's house, because now she's called a third time and said, hey, look, remember Franklin? Hey, I'm sure his parents will be fine with him coming over to your house for the big Thanksgiving party. Ay, ay, ay. Apparently it's not just going to be a party. It's going to be the biggest bash of the year, like full-on party hardy with hats, streamers, confetti, noisemakers, the works, everything. It's going to put New Year's Eve to shame, is what this Thanksgiving bash is going to In Peppermint Patty's mind, it's just going to be this big, huge blowout. <coughs> Linus is shown up. Where'd you come from, guy? <laughs> 
As Charlie Brown gets off the, the phone a third time, and it's like, he's bringing Franklin. Good, great. My, uh. Yeah, he's like, I'm not even going to be here. I mean, I'm going to my grandma's house. And Linus is like, look, just call Peppermint Patty back and explain everything. I'm sure she'll understand. And Charlie Brown's like, look, you can't, you get on the phone, all right? You can't explain anything to this girl. Believe me, I've tried. Like, many times. And she cuts me off every time. I gotta say, where would Charlie Brown be without Linus? Linus has got the solution. Like, all right, we can handle this. What time are you supposed to be at your grandma's house? Charlie Brown's told like, like, 4.30. Like, all right, that's not a problem. It's simple. We will just have two dinners, right? We'll have one here for our friends. You can go on off to grandma's house and you can have your original turkey dinner. It's gonna be okay. We got this. So Linus was like, you'll just, you know, make a little dinner for every, for your friends here. And Charlie Brown's like, look, I don't know anything about Thanksgiving dinners, all right? All I can make is cold cereal and maybe toast, maybe toast, if I don't burn it, which I've been known to do. Of course, Linus is like, hmm, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, I've seen you make toast. It ain't pretty. And Linus is like, maybe we can help you. And in rolls in Snoopy. All right, Snoopy, I got a job for you. You ready? All right. We need to make a Thanksgiving dinner for the friends that are becoming. We got we got Peppermint Patty. We got Marcy. We got Franklin. So there's three. There's going to be me, Sally, and Charlie Brown. So that's a good deal of people. You may have to get Woodstock in on this. He, he might be a great addition to help pull this off. As Li Linus has pretty much stolen out the chores. Like, all right, Snoopy, what you're going to do, you're going to go out to the garage, you're going to get the table, you're going to get some folding chairs, get everything all set up. And then when you're done with that, you meet me in the kitchen as we are going to start cooking this feast. We're going to make it simple. Simple, simple foods. Handheld foods. Snoopy goes outside to that bare tree with maybe two leaves on it. We see a bird's nest. Like, all right. What's Doc? Wake up. It's like two in the afternoon. We got stuff to do. Finally, he just pulls the branch down with enough force and just boom, lets it fly like a slingshot. And poof, out pops Woodstock. Like, I was just sleeping. What's going on? Now we get the little birdie song, which I'm always kind of fast forwarded through this, which I might do. Um, <laughs> there's this lone bike at this lone bike rack. And the wheel of the back of the bike is spun, and then Woodstock just walks right through it. Like, doesn't get cut up. Nothing. Okay, we go to the garage, and oh my, there is a bed with a gold metal bed frame. Someone's parents are pack rats. It is, you can't park a, a vehicle in there, but they got anything in, there is a trunk, there's a bed with a metal frame, there's maybe a mattress or two, a bunch of just junk. Of course, since there's a basketball hoop on the front of this garage, Snoopy gets a basketball that just happens to roll out and makes a basket. And there's paint cans and a tarp. Oh my, the, his, Charlie Brown's parents are clearly pack rats. 
Nothing like a table tennis table to use as a nice Thanksgiving table for friends. And apparently Snoopy wants to play a little table tennis now that they got the table all, you know, put down, the nets across it. It's like, come on, Snoopy, we got stuff to do. We don't got time for basketball hoops and ping pong table tennis games. Plus it's outside. You know you hit that ball, you're going to be running miles to retrieve it. He's playing by himself because there's only one paddle. And poor Woodstock is like, okay. So I don't get to play. I just get to watch you play by yourself. <laughs> oh, that's real nice, Snoopy. Let's smack poor Woodstock right in the face with that ball. <laughs> Luckily, Linus is able to get Snoopy back on track. Like, Snoopy, what are you doing? We're not here to play table tennis. We're here to set up this table and get stuff ready. For this Thanksgiving dinner, you've now wasted like 20 precious minutes that could have been made used to make food. Because we're going to need you in the kitchen, so let's go. Linus is a task master. He is a task master. Snoopy pulling out these chairs from this garage that's like literally packed with stuff. You can't find anything, but he can find folding chairs. I swear his fight with that folding lounge chair takes at least two minutes. It's two minutes long. That's two minutes too long. Now we're over to Peppermint Patty's place. I think this is her place. That is the longest couch I've ever seen in my life. So Marcy, of course, is asking two important questions. What do we wear? What's the attire for this Thanksgiving party? And what time are we supposed to be there? Peppermint Patty pretty much is going to wear the flip-flops and the green shirt with the blue shorts. She's gonna go cash. She's gonna go with whatever she threw on when she woke up and got out of bed. Well, this is fine. Here, what's on my floor? Okay, this will work just fine. Since laundry hasn't been done because there's a big old pile of laundry just piled high in the hamper, I'll just pick whatever I took off last night and throw it on. So, hey, good thing for Franklin. He talked to Charlie Brown, just wanted to check in, make sure things are still on. And they are, but he says that dinner's going to be served a little bit earlier. See, Charlie Brown can talk to Franklin. He can't talk to Peppermint Patty because she won't let him talk. Franklin even asked, like, hey, do you think I should wear a tie? It's going to be formal. And Peppermint Patty's like, oh, no, you can just come as you are. I mean, what you got on is great. I mean, Chuck's not going to mind anyway. There are so many different chairs. There's a folding chair, a couple rocking chairs, a bench that seats two people, a metal chair, a um, a wicker chair, a chair that looks like it came from the kitchen table, and they're putting a white tablecloth on Snoopy is. Oh, one of those metal folding chairs that it just hurts your butt after. Is that a high chair also? How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, and then there's like probably like 10, 10 chairs maybe. I count here. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That might be another one off screen. One of them of course is a bench that seats maybe three people. So Linus comes out to check Linus uh, wants to check Snoopy's work, make sure everything. You got 12 seats. You're not expecting 12 people. But whatever. I mean, that way people have a variety of what they want to sit in. Who's going to sit in the high... Woodchuck's... Wood, woodstock of Woodchuck. I keep calling him Woodchuck. 
Woodstock is going to sit in the high chair because he is very small and he needs to be able to reach the utensils and everything. Although, I don't think that he and Snoopy have been invited to this. They're going to do their own thing later on. This is just for the kiddos. There are so many toasters. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think there's like nine toasters and one stick of butter. They're like... The typical 1970s toasters. And then you got the kinds that like fold. Like you put in the piece of bread. And you like push in the sides. That definitely looks like something from uh, way back when. Because <clears throat> it's got the coils that heat up. All that buttered toast. Isn't that going to get soggy though? If you like stack it all. I mean they stack them like they're playing cards. I wonder if that was a sound effect. Because it sounds like. You know, when you do that with the playing cards, like, you go, that sound? Yeah. All right, we got some popcorn, some white popcorn. That I hope you put butter on that popcorn. And maybe a little salt. <laughs> there is so much popcorn. We got some jelly beans, and we got some of those twisty pretzels. I guess that's what they meant by folded. That bread is humongous. It's so huge. Even Woodstock's helping out. <laughs> that was funny. One of uh, Snoopy's ears ended up in the toaster and uh, Woodstock was buttering it with a knife. <laughs> Snoopy's wearing a chef's hat. He's uh, putting all the plates out there and he's made the napkins look like swans. Snoopy goes to his doghouse, pulls out a trunk, switches out his chef's hat for a pilgrim's hat. He tells Woodstock, no, 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 you're included in this also, don't move. And he fits him with a pilgrim hat and outfit. Actually, Snoopy's got the, um, the pilgrim outfit with a cape and brown jacket with collar where Woodstock's just got the hat and the cape. Snoopy also has one of those, like, metal old-fashioned guns that has a little cork on the front of it that's attached to a string that when you shoot it, it just pops the cork out. Snoopy and Woodstock come in the house and Charlie Brown is kind of berating Snoopy. Like, Snoopy, how can you serve the food in that ridiculous outfit? How dare you? Ridiculous? They're dressed like pilgrims. What is wrong with you, Charlie Brown? Peppermint, Patty, Marcy, and Franklin all arrive, and Charlie Brown takes them out to the backyard where the table has been set up and all the chairs. So they get, there's 12 chairs, there's, let's see, Charlie Brown makes four, then we got Linus, so that's five, if, Luce, if Sally's there, that'll be six, so there's going to be six empty chairs there. Everyone gets the seat that they want to sit in, and Snoopy brings out... <clears throat> this big serving dish with a um, a cover on it. And of course, Peppermint Patty sees this and it just assumes like, oh, that's the turkey right there. Like, uh, no, it's not. Peppermint Patty's the one that says, hey, um, are we going to have a prayer before we're served? Shouldn't we say grace? And all the kids kind of look at each other like, should we? It's also like Sundays there with cherries and whipped cream. So I guess instead of saying a prayer... Linus recites, in the year 1621, the pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. He's just giving, Linus is giving a history le lesson on all that stuff. Captain Miles Standish, William Bradford, the uh, Native Americans that they all sat down and broke bread with and had th the first Thanksgiving and all that good stuff. 
Somebody with a chef's hat on instead of the pilgrim hat gives, puts on each plate a couple pieces of toast, some jelly beans, popcorn, and what are now pretzel sticks. Not the twisty ones. And Peppermint Patty is kind of like looking at this like, well, wait a minute. No, where's the turkey? What she thought was going to be the turkey is the, the toast and the popcorn and the jelly beans and the pretzels. I mean, you weren't going... She went there with the impression that she was going to be served this big Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, do you see their parents anywhere? No, you don't. You only hear them usually off screen. It's like, they're not there right now. The kids don't know how to make turkeys and stuff like that. You're going to get what you get. She's very, very ungrateful. And she lashes out. They're like, what is this? No, where's the turkey and the cranberry sauce and the pumpkin pie and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Everyone else is fine with it. Everyone's digging in. And Peppermint Patty, who's seated right next to Charlie Brown, is just irritated. A piece of toast, a pretzel stick, popcorn. You can tell that's a guy doing the voice. Like, what blockhead cooked all this? Like, ugh. He just glowers at Snoopy, who just rolls his eyes like, oy, oy, oy. He's embarrassed now, and then he pulls the chef's head over his face. Like, mm, I'm just doing what I was told to do and serve all of you. This is a thanks I get? Oh, she's asking, where's the, the turkey, Chuck? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? I mean, like, it's all at my grandma's house waiting for me and my sister to go there to eat. She is, Peppermint Patty is so ungrateful. I really don't like her character. Billy Brown just gets from the table and just head hung low, just walks back into the house. Marcy is the one who really lays into, into Peppermint Patty. Like, you were kind of rough on Charlie Brown, weren't you, sir? And Peppermint Patty kind of lashes it out at Marcy. Like, oh, what is this? This isn't Thanksgiving dinner. Did we come across town for this? She's like, we were supposed to be served a real Thanksgiving dinner. Like, were you? Were you? No. Oh, oh yeah. Marcy, girl, you go. You put... Peppermint Patty in her place. He's like, now wait a minute, sir. Did he invite you here to dinner or did you invite yourself and us too? Yeah. Of course, Peppermint Patty's like, well, gee, I never thought of it like that. Do you think I hurt old Chuck's feelings? I don't know. He got up from the table and just walked away from the table and into the house all depressed probably to go cry like I didn't ask for any of this she made me do it I didn't want to serve Thanksgiving dinner apparently the only thing Peppermint Patty knows is how to act in a baseball game as far as manners and everything she's really out of sorts with all this stuff so she's like hey Marcy maybe you can go to old Chuck and patch things up for me it's like really really so you're not even just swallow your pride and go in there and apologize yourself. Peppermint Betty is so bossy. She's not like Lucy level, but she's like, ugh. I just, I feel so bad for Marcy. Because Peppermint Patty's like, oh, you can do it for me, Marcy. Just tell him that I didn't mean it the way it sounded and, and, and that I like him and this and that. And she's like, ugh. Marcy deserves better for a friend. Peppermint Patty just takes advantage. I mean, what is Marcy getting? I mean, she's calling Peppermint Patty, sir. She's like, hey, 
Peppermint Patty, why don't you go and tell Chuck all this stuff yourself? And she's like, oh no, Marcy, I'll just ruin everything. You know I'm too brusque and rough. Marcy's like, well, alright. So, as Marcy leaves, Linus is trying to like, oh, this is just like that situation with Miles Standish and the other guy. And the look that Peppermint Patty gives Linus, like, no, that's not like this at all. What are you even talking about? Who's Miles Standish? So, Marcy's pretty much doing uh, Peppermint Patty's uh, dirty work here by apologizing to poor Charlie Brown. Like, don't worry. You know, she didn't really mean it. She was just angry. She was expecting more, like, a Thanksgiving turkey and pumpkin pie and all this jazz instead of, like, pretzel sticks and popcorn and jelly beans and toast. You know how she is. So, Charlie Bar Brown doesn't feel bad for himself. He pretty much is just taking it on himself, like, the weight of the world here. He's like, I just feel bad because I ruined everyone's Thanksgiving. He's like, buddy, you didn't do that at all. I mean, you put on this great show. You didn't even have to do this. I mean, Linus and Snoopy helped too, of course. But it's like, he's he just, this poor boy just takes the brunt and weight of the world on his shoulders. And he's always like, I always ruin everything. I try so hard. And when people just, they reject this poor boy. Percy brings up the pilgrims and how they're thankful. And we should be thankful for just being together. And Charlie Brown finally pulls his chin up enough to look Marcy in the eye as she says, I think that's what they mean by Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. Oh, for heaven's sake, Peppermint Patty, since you're in the house eavesdropping, you may as well just come in there and, and say a few words yourself. Like a real apology, not give your lackey the, the position of having to do that. So Marcy goes over to Peppermint Patty and says, All right, he's all yours, Priscilla. And Peppermint Patty's like, Priscilla? Apparently Charlie Brown, this is the first time he's heard that name too. Like, Priscilla? Is that who you are? I thought your name was Peppermint Patty. Apparently your dad's a big Elvis fan, huh? <laughs> big into Elvis and Priscilla. Maybe he was hoping for a son, but... And was going to call him Elvis, but then like, oh, daughter, all right, well, we'll just, we'll go our second pick and we'll call you Priscilla. So Peppermint Patty sticks her hand out, says, all right, apologies accepted, Chuck, old boy. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. And sticks his hand out. And then she's like, ooh, you're holding my hand, Charlie Brown, you sly dog. And his face gets all red, like, uh, you took my hand first. Like, in fact, let, let go, let, let go, let go, let go. This isn't what you think it means, Peppermint Patty. I'm not in love with you. This is clearly an unrequited love that she has for him. He will never reciprocate. He even says that she's holding his hand, let's not play lover's games. And he's like, uh, excuse me? And he says, I agree. As he, you know, he puts his hand out, she takes it and she pulls him in, almost like she wants to kiss him. It says, you're holding my hand, Chuck. It's like, oh, no, eh, I don't want to do this. Let me go. I don't like you like that, Peppermint Patty. No means no. Charlie Brown looks at the clock. It's like, oh, good grief, it's four o'clock. Like, we're supposed to be at Grandma's house for Thanksgiving by 4.30. Well, maybe she, what she lived like, maybe 15, 20 minutes away. It's Thanksgiving. There's going to be no traffic. Everyone's at wherever they're going to be. 
they've probably already eaten food by now. By now at 4 o'clock, they're going to wherever they need to be for the pre-Black Friday sales. If it's 4 o'clock and you're not in line somewhere for the doors to open somewhere, then you're going to miss out. So, of course, he calls up Grandma. Like, hey, Grandma, look, I have a bit of a situation here. I got my friends. I know that you would expected us, you know, for Thanksgiving, but they really don't got any place to go. Their parents, like, just dropped them off and went on with their day. So, can I bring them with us? Is that cool with you? And he's, oh, great, great. All right, we'll see you at 4.30. Hangs up the phone, and it's like, all right, she says it's cool. We, You all can go with us. We got plenty of room in the car. It's a station wagon, by the way. We're all going to sit in the back. And then after everyone, like, heads out to the car, he's like, oh, shoot. And Linus is like, what? It's like, oh, I forgot. My grandma lives in condominium. It's like, dude, it's, it's fine. I've seen condominiums. They're pretty spacious. And your kids, you don't take up that much space. You get to hear grandma's garbled voice. <laughs> Whatever. Peppermint Patty's the one that zips out there to everyone who's still like eating popcorn and uh, toast and all that good stuff. Like, hey, we're all going to Charlie Brown's grandma's house. And everyone's like, sweet. Except for you, Snoopy. You have to stay here and like uh, take care of everything and clean up. Bye. Poor Snoopy looks so dejected. Like, oh, I had to put everything together and I don't even get to go to Grandma. I was going to be able to get the wishbone this year. She told me that last year. Like, next year, Snoopy, you were going to get the wishbone. You and me. Oh, they're in the way, way back. All right. Like, all right. See you, Snoopy. Snoopy's like, wait, no, no, the wishbone. She promised me. <laughs> Poor Woodstock's standing there next to like, Hi. Uh, another Thanksgiving forgotten. Again. Well, maybe the condominium doesn't accept dogs. They're like, sorry. You know the rules. The kids all sing over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Which I think is more of a Christmassy kind of song, isn't it? Maybe it works here. It isn't until um, um, Charlie Brown's in the car that he realizes, like, oh, wait, Grandma lives in a condominium or a condo. Like, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. He's probably been there before. Probably not huge. I mean, how many people are you really expecting? Wow. That doghouse of Snoopy's, I swear, it's like one of the tents from the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It's, it's, you hold so much. A folding table, a couple chairs, a big giant serving tray with a turkey and some potatoes and some long carrots and radishes. Of course, Snoopy's doing the whole, like, sharpening the knife on the long metal, like, knife sharpener thingy. Oh, hey, Snoopy didn't get the wishbone after all. Well, actually, how's that go? It's like the one that, like, you break in half. The one that gets the biggest part gets their wish to come true or something. Uh, I swear me and Jeremy did that one year, like, years ago. A long time ago. I can't remember what I wished for. He might have even gotten the uh the wish i'm not sure um this is the biggest pumpkin pie with whipped cream i've ever seen and it looks delicious so they're gonna eat that pumpkin pie while the credits come up those pieces are so huge as that whipped cream melts on top both snoopy and woodstock 
are like patting their bellies, their huge extended bellies with their Thanksgiving feast percolating inside of them. Alright, well that was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope if you do celebrate Thanksgiving that you have that you have a good day. If you're going out to any pre Black Friday sales like I am, just remember just to be safe. Don't get trampled. Just have a plan before you go in. Know what places you want to go to, what things you want to get. That way you can get where you need to go and you can get in line. And I'd say, honestly, if you arrive maybe an hour or so before the store opens its doors. Like last year, I think I arrived like an hour before and I got in and out without twenty within 20 minutes of being there. Because I knew exactly, I just hit the one spot and I'm boom, I am out there because everyone else is like they're there to shop they're not there to get a couple things they are there to shop all the deals i just want a couple things and that's it so all right everybody bye bye